This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. For the ones who know that a little late is always too late. And that the clock doesn't stop just because you're missing a part. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry. And our KeepStock inventory management solutions help ensure you have the right stuff in the right place at exactly the right time. Visit Granger.com slash KeepStock to learn more. Granger for the ones who get it done. Here's the scenario. You've been injured in a serious accident. The doctor says your recovery could take months, maybe even years, yet your insurance company is denying your claim every step of the way. If something like this happens to you, call me, Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Personal Injury Law. We have offices in Toronto, London, Peterborough, and now Kitchener-Waterloo. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Pretty good. Raptors picking up a win against the vaunted, the vaunted Brooklyn Nets and doing so in maybe not the most convincing fashion because there were droughts. They did fall apart at places and times, but 123, 117, at the end of it all, they come out on top. A win is a win. There was something I'll address right off the top is Kevin Durant initially ruled out of the game because he had been in contact with somebody earlier in the day who had returned an inconclusive test. And okay, so he's going to miss the game. He checks in with about four minutes left in the first quarter. And so, okay, I guess it's on. He's not missing the game. In fact, he's going to factor in in quite a large way, actually. But then in the third quarter, as the referees are reviewing whether he should be getting what was originally called as his fifth foul early in the third quarter, a member of the staff of the Brooklyn Nets comes over to him. You see they have a conversation, and Kevin Durant gets up, throws his water bottle, clearly is upset, frustrated with the process. He walks out. We're alerted you know, a couple minutes afterwards that he is leaving the game for health and safety protocols, citing that same inconclusive test from earlier. With the additional information that Kevin Durant returned three negative tests in the span of the last 24 hours, that still seems rather reckless considering we know people can transmit the disease without having it. So, you know, that's one of the main ingredients for a pandemic is how easily the disease transmits. COVID transmits quite easily. And Kevin Durant obviously was tested a bunch of times, but if you're running and playing so fast and loose with inconclusives like the Nets are, like the league has been in a lot of cases, the Raptors luckily haven't had to deal with very much of that. Obviously, a very mature team in the way that the players conduct themselves and the staff 
and you you hope that there is a message that is received from high on up and it's followed throughout. It seems the Raptors have that on lock. Certain teams have been kind of in the midst of dealing with this all season. The Nets have been in the midst of a lot of different things regarding COVID. I'm not at liberty to say if that's anybody's fault. It's just when you play these games, when you have so much freedom of movement, this stuff does happen. And again, when you play so fast and loose with the rules like the Nets did tonight, this is one of the the side effects. This is a consequence. Kevin Durant apparently will not be traveling for their next their next road trip. The Raptors apparently will be, and everything is going ahead as planned for them. I'm sure they'll all do their testing. But as far as I'm concerned, this seems extremely reckless by the NBA because I know that these are very healthy young men, but the people on staff, and we don't know the long-term effects either, so just putting Kevin Durant out there when you're waiting on an inconclusive test, it feels like you should probably just sit him out. And I'm not saying this because I want the Raptors to beat a Kevin Durant-less team or anything like that. That's insane. I'm saying this for the health and safety of all involved. It was reckless. If it being a national television game, like nationally televised in the United States, if that went into anything as far as how the decisions were made, that is so money-hungry and so terrible. It's tough to discern what the league is doing because they, at times it just seems like they have no idea what they're doing. This confuses me. It is incongruent would be a word I would use. A lot of the decisions they make don't line up with any of the rules that have been laid out. And sometimes they just outright ignore their own rules. It's confusing. But anyway, in spite of all that, the Raptors win. And hopefully we'll hear soon that everybody on the team returns negative tests over the next couple days, weeks even, right? So 123-117. They did beat the Nets and classic Kyle Lowry game, a really nice Norman Powell game, and an extremely impressive game from Pascal Siakam. Took exactly what the Nets were giving, which was the paint. Took the mismatches, carried the team for stretches at a time, made good plays out of the post at others, and then Kyle Lowry stole the show at the end, lifted up some bench units throughout, and the Raptors, they come away with the win here. Impressive stuff, truly. I also have a request from a friend of the podcast and a co-host over at the Off Court Podcast, which is a very, very good podcast. Anything that deals with anything where you can post-date episodes because your research and your commentary is not at all you know, dependent on it being recent or in the news now. That, that is typically, you know, that makes for a very good podcast. And what Abdul and uh, Eitan are doing over there is is fantastic. He uh, requested that I have an Anton Chigurh, uh impression for this podcast. I can't say if I know I can get my voice to that register at all. I will attempt to throw it in at some point. But anyway, the Raptors attack the paint early and often in this game, and This is something that people have come to know the Nets for since they traded for James Harden. Jared Allen leaves a couple other role players and the Nets, who weren't an immense defensive team prior to that, became even worse. The running joke is that you have to, you know, they have to score 140 points to win a game. They didn't score 140 and they lost this one. Although 
by their standards, the 123 they allowed is actually a low number. As crazy as that sounds. But the Raptors, they come out first quarter, 34-23 lead. They look quite good. They get 24 points in the paint. They're beating the Nets 17-2 to in fast break points. The Nets are kind of meandering out there. And keep in mind, Kevin Durant wasn't out there to start. So it's the James Harden, Kyrie Irving show. They're trying to get a lot of screen actions, get downhill a little bit. The Raptors switch a lot. They're very help conscious. So they're forcing the ball out of their hands early and often. And the role players apparently didn't come to just bang in a bunch of shots right from the jump. So the Raptors jump out to a lead. DeAndre Jordan is, you know, he had a nice run in this game, even defensively, and but mostly offensively where he was effective around the rim. But there was, you know, early on, the Raptors were getting everything at the bucket. And DeAndre Jordan is not getting back in transition to help wall people off from the rim That's the 17 points there, and obviously those 17, not all in the paint, but quite a few of the paint points coming on the fast break as well. So the Raptors push the pace. They identify that they need to get into the middle to punish the Nets. They do so, and Lowry and Powell, especially off the start. I liked Pascal, even though you know he was missing quite a few gimmies. That's been a little bit of a trend since he has had you know a problem with his game and just seeing where he's going and trying to reclaim certain aspects of it since March of last year, since the break and the bubble and all that. But I liked the decisions he was making. The shots he took, I was pretty happy with, even if they didn't go in. I thought he was making good passes out of the post. But Powell on the weak side attack and Kyle Lowry just doing everything, recognizing the holes and the soft spots in the Nets defense, finding teammates in them so that they can score, punishing a team that's dropping too low from three, Very, very nice stuff. They pieced together a great first quarter, a great first step, I would say. The second quarter, I, jeez, it was, uh, this, the game started to get really weird, I would say. A lot of fouls called. The pace, start, stop, stagnant one moment, and then three minutes of elongated, you know, pace and space play. And the Nets, they kind of caught up a little bit. I think they had 17 free throws in the first half. The Raptors, maybe three. And so they climb back into it. If you have that disparity, earned or not, usually you're going to see a team climb their way back into the game. The Raptors, the random doubling they were doing was working quite well to vex the Brooklyn Stars at the start of the game. They had gotten a little bit more accustomed to what they were seeing defensively, the passes they were making, good the reads you know James Harden is excellent at getting teams to abandon the double and then getting downhill afterwards Kyrie Irving the shot making of course is always there so they climb back into it the Raptors offensively Kevin Durant's length and the fouls he was raking in an indicator that yes he was fouling but he was also very active defensively his length acting as quite a deterrent for the Raptors. Those passes that Kyle Lowry was just snapping into quick little spaces, it's a little bit more crowded now, so a couple more turnovers. Pascal Siakam is no longer guarded by one of Bruce Brown or Timothy Luau Cabarro. He's guarded by Kevin Durant, who anybody knows, you know, despite being quite slim, is a very, very affecting defender, especially for a guy like Pascal Siakam who could be bothered by length the way that Kevin Durant just juts his arm out and is suddenly contesting shots at a very high elite level. So they were looking for a consistent form of offense. 
finding it tough. They uh, weren't stopping so many shots. There were way more free throws, so they couldn't get out in transition. The fast break points kind of dried up. And the Raptors, they, they forfeited most of the lead. Nets went downhill. DeAndre Jordan became a lob threat. The Raptors up four, 67-63 going into halftime. And things are looking not so great for the Raptors. But as I said, in the third quarter, all hell breaks loose. The pace of the game is totally up in the air because of the free throws. And Kevin Durant takes a foul, leaves the game. Prior to that, the Raptors had scored nine points in six minutes. And it was six points over five and a half minutes. But then a Norm Powell three dropped in. And they were really struggling to score the ball. After Durant leaves, things get a little bit better. And it's because Pascal Siakam no longer has the Durant assignment on him. And Pascal, I believe, finishes with 15 points in the third quarter. And there's not much to say about this quarter other than Pascal put on the cape and put the Raptors on his back and carried them offensively and defensively. He was quite good, too. There's He can ice a guy like Kyrie Irving on the perimeter. And he did in this game. Gets a steal. Kyle Lowry hits a pull-up three. That happened in the fourth quarter. But Pascal Siakam, if he's going to be this good in the post offensively, the jump shot still isn't there from downtown. But he saw that he had mismatches basically every time he went down the floor, had 15 points in the third quarter, carried the Raptors when they were struggling mightily on that end, and brought it defensively too, to the point where the Raptors are up two going into the fourth quarter because Pascal basically hits a buzzer beater He gets a mismatch on Kyrie. He spins off him, puts him on the ground, hits a nice little mid-range jumper on the spin. And he saved the Raptors game, basically, because he was carrying the offense when nobody else could. The fourth quarter, that was really fun because, you know, the Raptors, they started out slow in the fourth quarter. But Kyle Lowry, the pace started to pick up. Kyle was hitting guys out in transition and was pulling up with reckless abandon himself, pull-up threes in transition, pull-up threes in the half court, scoring the ball at will, really punishing the Nets for their point-of-attack defense, and getting downhill on occasion and finding cutters. You know, Norm with like a 45 cut to the basket. And 45 cuts are so oddly effective relative to any other type of cut in the NBA. 45 cuts against a defense that is not engaged is just murder. You, it's like an automatic two points. And the Raptors, they're not so bad at it. I'd like to see it more. And DeAndre Bembry playing, for example, is a good way to uh, supplement your team with 45 cuts because he makes quite a few of them. But yeah, the Raptors, behind Kyle Lowry, they storm back and they storm ahead. When things are really hairy later on, Kyle hits those two threes back to back. They go from being down 107 to 106. Now they're up four. There was also Norm had this crazy skying in sequence where he stole a rebound, passed it back out. Fred hit his first triple of the night, and and Fred did not play very well in this game. But after that, the Raptors, they just looked like they had it figured out. James Harden was doing his thing, getting downhill, moving the Nets forward offensively, but not at a quick enough pace that the Raptors weren't going to be able to hold on to the lead. So 123 to 117, They hold out. They finish this thing in what was, for pockets of the game, some of the best basketball we've seen this season as far as entertainment, as far as seeing the Raptors play well. There was a lot of really fun stuff. And a Kyle Lowry over everything game is basically all anything 
any Raptors fan wants to see. And you got some of that in the fourth quarter. So that was that was really beautiful. That was nice. And even if KD only plays, I guess I'll look. I'm guessing it's around 20 minutes probably in this game. 19 minutes and 5 seconds, 8 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists. What is this plus minus? A plus 10. And yeah, there were only two players on the Nets who had positive plus minuses, DeAndre and Kevin Durant. So that's that's an interesting little factoid. But yeah, Kevin Durant playing 20, Harden playing basically 40 minutes. They really did a great job of suppressing his shot attempts and Kyrie too. You can see like Kyrie took 12 shot attempts, but Jeff Green and Landry Shamit combined for 23. The Raptors did a really good job of forcing the ball out of the Nets superstars' hands. As I said, to start the game especially, the Nets role players weren't really wanting the smoke. They didn't want all those shot attempts. They're a little bit uncomfortable, so it stagnated the Nets' super-powered offense. And that showed up in spurts in this game. Really good defensive scheme from the Raptors and executed quite well. 123 to 117. Uh, I liked the Kyle plus Boucher plus the Defenders 3 lineup. The Defenders 3 being Stan... Bembry and Yuta. Bembry of the Defenders 3 by far has had the strongest recent stretch. That was reflected in the minutes in this game too. He played 24 minutes. I've said since the start of the season that he does represent quite a bit of playmaking. He has those four assists tacked on tonight. He's much more dangerous off of a live dribble than Stan is. And that's not they're not in competition in my head or anything like that. It's just Bembry is a better playmaker Stan has been getting some shine as a playmaker, and it's important that Bembry does too because that is a very real facet of his game. He's also a hawk defensively. I've said this basically on every podcast that he's gotten or been featured in the game that I'm doing after. He's a good game from him. Really liked his minutes. Reggie Evans Award, I'm giving it to my guy, Pascal Siakam. The 33 points, they were not easy. A lot of dribbles, a lot of shoulder to chest back downs, a lot of grinding away, a lot of going up after his shot to contest the ball and try and keep it alive. If he missed six assists, three steals, one block, four offensive rebounds, countless defensive plays where he just completely stopped the momentum of the possession for the Nets. And the Reggie Evans Award goes to Pascal. I think he did a lot of carrying in this game. Really happy with his performance in this one. Top quick reaction comment is from Philip M. Box. Quote, worst officiated game I have ever watched. Disgusting. End quote. Have you watched Kings versus Lakers? <laughs> that was a far sight worse. Um, this game was very inconsistent. I'll say that. Uh, anybody who's listened to the podcast for a long time knows I begrudgingly talk about officiating. I think it rarely ever swings a game. And uh, But this game, it there was momentum changes and pace changes that I think you could contribute to the refereeing. It was consistent. And uh, yeah, that's unfortunate. You hate for players to have to try and figure out what's a foul and what's not in a game. So that's disappointing. But I think the most disappointing takeaway from this game is that Kevin Durant situation and how it was handled and is currently being handled by the league. Super, super inconsiderate of the Raptors organization, inconsiderate of all involved, actually. And probably of Kevin Durant too, because I doubt it's him moving the, you know, he's not the one saying, hey, I'm playing. You guys are going to change protocol for me. There's probably people telling him you're clear or you're not. 
And that's why he was so surprised. I'm pretty sure he's just doing everything he's being asked to do and is ending up on the wrong side of it. It's up to the people who are, you know, calling the shots and running these protocols to make sure that they operate better and are more consistent with the values that they're trying to hold and the the players' health that they're trying to protect, KDs and others. So that's that's all disappointing. The NBA, a lot of the goodwill that they have been able to get over the past few years, I think is is going away in some fans' minds because this does seem really inconsiderate and unsafe for some players. And that's that's really disappointing. But I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Uh, now I'm going to do the Anton Chigurh. So, <laughs> oh my God. Okay, can I even get this deep? It, do I sound like what? Like, I sound like a crocodile or something. If a crocodile had a voice, it would sound like that. Okay. I'll read a Kevin Durant tweet in Anton Chigurh's voice or my idea of it. <laughs> we'll see how that sounds. Kevin Durant tweeted about the NBA right after the game. So, quote, Yo, NBA, your fans aren't dumb. You can't fool them with your whack-ass PR tactics. Hashtag free seven. End quote. Oh, God, this is so... Eitan, I hope you enjoy this, dude. What business is of yours where I come from? Is that better? Is that good? Is this horrible? I'm so sorry that you're subjected to this. I really am. <laughs> okay. Anyway, that's it. It's over. Thanks for tuning in. I, I hope you enjoyed it. But whether you got into this in the morning or at night, have a blessed day and goodbye. For the ones standing guard, for the eagle-eyed, for the knights in shining armor, and for all those who support them, we are Granger. Your experienced safety partner, offering supplies and solutions for every industry, committed to helping keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com/safety or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.